Hello, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. So, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. Um, I have like a veritable TV scoop tonight, which I'm oh, yeah? kind of excited about. Yeah, I'm probably the only one who cares about it, but um, like it is new. I think it technically counts as news. Um, I was at a reading tonight. Um, here in Boston for like one of my favorite authors, um, Samantha Irby. And if you don't know her, you should. She's absolutely hilarious. Um, author of Meaty and uh, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Um, and has an awesome blog, Bitches Gotta Eat. Um, anyway, she was in production of a uh, TV adaptation of her work with abby jacobson um from broad city and it was super exciting they like were in development with fx and then at the reading tonight she was like this is no longer happening so if you care about the works of samantha irby which again you should you should know that this collaboration it's not happening it's not happening which sucks um they're gonna take it she said you're like i have a great scoop (laughs) i know like that's not a good scoop it's a it's a bad it's a hot scoop maybe i should have Maybe I should have phrased it that way. It this like yeah, she said this like, like literally scoop. just it's like happened. A poop scoop. I know. Well, this was like the first stop. It was a poop scoop. That's good. That's good. I like that. I know. Um, I'm, I'm very clever. Someone hire me. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> hire Amanda for your bon mots. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, kind of a bad scoop, but they're gonna take it to Comedy Central. Um, but it was really interesting because she was basically talking about how you know they had taken this thing to fx and then fx's like first question was like how are you gonna get men to watch this show are you kidding no she like said that was like literally what they said to them. <laughs> and it was like and she's like fuck i don't know what men watch sex in the city like i don't like i don't is that really a question we're still has that question ever been asked asking for women i know it's... like has someone has someone ever been like I don't know, ballers on HBO. Right. How are you going to get women? What women are going to watch this show? God. I know. And then she said they also went to Showtime and they had a great meeting with Showtime that she thought was really positive. And then at the end of the meeting, they're like, well, this was great, um, but we are already in development on shows with Lena Waithe who uh, they're they're doing The Shy with her, the writer of, um, the writer who... Uh, We've filled up our lady. Literally, and she's like, we're, and they were like, we're also in development um, with Jessica Williams. So Samantha Irby is a black lesbian woman. So they're like, we've already... <laughs> so what more do you want? Filled up. And they're like, so uh, that's it. Sorry. They're like, so she's like, so you reached your... Quota on that. Okay. Um, cool. Yes, yeah, so that was kind of a. She was basically like, I don't know how anything gets on television, like by women and people of color, because this was like, she was like, this has literally been the worst experience. I think we need like a, you need a woman whisperer. You know, like how yeah. Donald Glover, they called in that executive. Exactly. About, you know, like the translator. Exactly. Like to talk like between black creators and then the white execs (laughs) totally like that's what i mean like god it's sad that like every single non-white male would need their own (laughs) 
television executive translator, but I guess that's where we are. Um, in happier news, uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was renewed for that's a fourth great. season. That's very happy news. I found this out from that's Rachel Bloom's. It's, not really it a is a, that's a better... it's also kind of a scoop. I mean, I found it out from Rachel Bloom's Instagram, and apparently it was very it's cute. She scoop. was on a plane. God bless you, Sarah. That's not a scoop. <laughs> she <laughs> she posted was... it on her Instagram. Well, what's wild is that, I mean, she found out about it just from like literally from the news i mean like from from the trades from deadline or whatever like she was like oh. a, on a plane and turned on you know the the plane wi-fi and um can you, you imagine know. if her plane crashed i know right Is after that... learning that i was renewed for a oh fourth season oh my god i'm season. sorry that got really dark <laughs> the plane goes down <laughs> uh that's no you? it's totally something that rachel boone would write actually i know Really yeah. Stuff that I said that though. I'm Ugh. seeing Crazy Ex-Girlfriend live also this week. Oh um, yeah, we're gonna have to debrief. We'll talk about, about that it next, next week. week. Yeah, I'm extremely excited. Um, <sighs> on my way here, um, it's, it's been bugging me, and I need to tell someone. On my way here, um, I was passing a bar. Here, being home. On my way home. Why did yeah. I say that? Yeah. On my way to home, the studio. Was, <laughs> yeah. On the way to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I was passing a bar, and there were all these kids just like hanging out outside, and like just having a great time and this like eight-year-old girl just started singing all the single ladies and she's pretty good she was just like oh the single ladies ladies." and i was like that's adorable and then i was thinking about it i'm like oh my god that song came out before she was born oh god yeah it's like 10 years ago it's 10 years ago and i was like oh my god that song is older than her. Uh, Oh no. yeah right And and then i was just like oh my god that means that song i've been that child has been alive my entire adulthood. Like, I, yeah. she was born in adulthood. Not even your adult, your adulthood, even just since your late 20s. <laughs> like, I mean, like, well, she, <laughs> listeners, I'm not that old. She was, she was born when I was in my early 20s. Okay, it's all fair. right. But, which is also when uh, all the single ladies came out. Anyway, yeah. the point is, I felt really old. Yeah. And time is Time's a getting bitch. away from us. It so. marches on. And, you know, so speaking of which, you know, um, we'll get on with the show. But so you watched a show that I'm very interested in. Um, I talked this about week. it last week. I see it called, in the doc. Yes. Tell me. It's called it's called Travel Man um, with Richard Iowate, um, who people would know from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And yes, also I do. the IT crowd. He's Morris Moss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved this show so much the premise is that he as himself but he has sort of like a persona kind of the way like colbert did when he was doing the colbert report Mm -hmm. um where he's like super awkward um you know at one point he describes himself as such a weak person because he doesn't want (laughs) to get on this plane and it's adorable why was i made so weak i'm such a weak person it's um it's in the mind He's got no constitution. Um, and he's, like, always allergic. Like, they like they ride a camel in Marrakesh, and he's, like, allergic to it. They ride a horse <laughs> in, like, in, in um, outside of Seville, and he's allergic to that. And he gets motion sickness. Now, Jessica, I have to look out the window when I'm in a car, which can give off the impression of being extremely imperious. But it is better than me vomiting on you. So... I'm going to maintain a somewhat aloof gaze out into the middle distance. I appreciate it. It's so funny. He's so charming. And like he goes to all these places on mini breaks. And the whole idea of this show is that he is someone who does not want to leave his home. 
and doesn't want to, he doesn't understand the point of traveling. And so he spends 48 hours in different cities and he brings a different guest uh, host with him, co-host. And it's just kind of like a who's who of random British television comedians. Like there's um, Mel, uh, I never know how to pronounce her last name, Giedrich from, of Mel and Sue, the, the duo who also hosts the Great British Baking Show. Oh, okay. Um, Noel Fielding from Mighty Boosh and also IT Crowd. And then um, uh, Kathy Burke, who I recognize from AbFab. She's got like a really thick like London accent. Um, and Johnny Vegas, this guy that I recognize as being one of the imaginary friends in Moon Boy. Did you ever watch Moon Boy? I don't know Moon Boy. No. It is so, everyone should watch that. That's a wonderful show. And this guy, Johnny Vegas, not his real name. He's like a super (laughs) thick Lancashire accent. um, And you couldn't understand him most of the time. I have a clip of that too, where I just like literally have no idea what he was saying. And the subtitles clearly didn't either. You all right about that? Yeah. You bagged the shotgun. Yeah. You know I suffer from motion sickness. I'm feeling I'm coming over all swatch, nigga. Well, not for the first time. So, with me, publicly acknowledged skin flints, raised on butlins and cheap camping holidays. Well, this is like a fancy version of that. <laughs> um, but I, so I think he's like a genuinely nervous and awkward person, but he's, and, and he's like playing that up for this role. I've but definitely can, gotten that sense from absolutely everything I've ever seen him in. Yeah, yeah. But like you, but you, he's he's playing it up, but like he, there, you can tell that sometimes he is just like a little bit like more nervous, and he's like, I just don't understand why we're looking at this, or why are we <laughs> doing this? This is so boring, and he's just not tickled by the things you're supposed to be tickled by, like looking like, at like the Mona Lisa or whatever. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. Just, like, he just doesn't get it. Every now and then, there's like a wonderful moment where he just like clearly is delighted. Like they go to a gelato shop in um, Venice, and he's just like, "This was so good, thank you." And it's like the only time you see him like really excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's an episode where Chris O'Dowd joins him um, from the IT crowd and Moon Boy and so many other things um, at this point in uh, Vienna. And it's so funny. You can tell that he's so much more relaxed, like that they're like good buddies. Yeah, he gets being a with his friends. And he's like yeah. making funny jokes and everything. And it's like, it's really adorable where it's just like, oh, the, like the nerdy boy's at ease. He feels comfortable. And like Chris O'Dowd <laughs> calls him Dicky, which is just so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> this anyway. is great. Um, where does one watch Travel Man? It's on Hulu. Um, okay. I've seen the first, I've seen all the first two seasons. Um, I think the third and fourth are also on there, but I'm pretty sure it's in its sixth season now. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so funny. Like, I was reading, like, a review of some, like, jackass on Huffington Post was just like, this is just the very first episode. They go to Barcelona, and, like, it's pretending to be a travel show to give you advice and everything, but it's just cheap for cheap laughs, blah, blah. No, it's not. Okay. If also, you think like, you're not show... watching this stuff for, like, no one's watching this for, like, let right. me get my itinerary for Barcelona. I like... know. Like, and they they even make fun of that. Like, at one point, he says, here, I have a clip of it. Venice's stupidly liquid street system attracts 20 million visitors per annum. The total coin drop in Venice is a chastening £3,283 apiece, although 93% of that was on our ludicrous hotel. (laughs) Anyway, it's so like anyone that thinks that it's actually like supposed to give you travel advice is like it's, it's mostly just for jokes and the jokes are good. It's so funny. Anyway, I love this show and like I was worried that it would be 
more like Idiot Abroad, that one show. I never really watched it. Yeah, I didn't either, but I remember the, I, yeah, the I remember idea. The made concept. me uncomfortable because I didn't like want to see someone just being a bad tourist. And mm-hmm. like, they go, they'll get like tours and they take classes and things on the show, like Richard Iwade and whoever guest he has. And sometimes you're kind of just like, oh my God, this poor host is just like trying their best and doesn't like, because of like a language barrier, doesn't quite get that Richard Iowade is like being deliberately like a goober. Yeah. But, um, but some, it's not, not that offensive. Like you're never like, you never really feel bad for them. You're just kind of like, okay, like they're getting compensated for this and this is funny. And it's like, (laughs) it's in like good fun. It's not like. It's not nasty. Yeah, so. it's not making fun of anyone or any culture or anything like that. Yeah. No. It's yeah. mostly at the expense of Richard Iowade, such a weak man. Yeah. <laughs> such a weak person. Um, anyway, I awesome. loved it. So everyone, you should watch this show. It's great. Awesome. Um, what did you watch? I watched a couple of darker things um and one funnier thing but the first thing i think i'll talk about um i think i mentioned it as like also recently um like you did with travel man as a as a um will be watching um babylon berlin which i'm dipping my toes in in amanda's pool of german television yeah yeah Uh, yeah Um, yeah that is yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. No, I kept I kind of kept c- confusing German and Russian um this week, Stop. but yeah, exactly. And I'd be like, "Isn't it 9?" and like, "No." Um so <laughs> <Nine>. <laughs> and so yeah, this is a German show. It's on Netflix. It's like also one that's getting a lot of buzz. Um I super dug it. Um there's kind of a lot of episodes. There's there's 16 episodes. They're about, you know, they're like regular tv length they're like 45 minutes long um and i watched about half of them i watched six or seven um so it's pretty cool there's there's a lot going on here there's like eight (laughs) intersecting plots that kind of reveal themselves over the first half of this season um it on like initially i did not think i was going to be into it but then i just like really was um but kind of the log line here is that it's Berlin, 1929. Um, we're kind of nearing the end of the uh, the Weimar Republic. Um, That's great, Sarah. I know. I kind of gave it my Say German. Say it one more time. It's the Weimar Republic. Yeah. but And then <laughs> also good. imagine still... me saying Republic, sure. but with a K. You know, like that. Republic. Yeah. Republic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. And at the end of the, you know, era there, the Nazis take power. So we're getting close to that. But no one knows that yet. It's it's 1929. We're all still having fun. The stock market hasn't crashed yet. Um, And so a police detective, this is where it gets kind of into Amanda territory. And I think you'd like it. Um, Uh Police detective um, named Gillian Roth. Yeah. Yeah. All we need is police. What? No, I'm on it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He transfers from Cologne to Berlin, and he's kind of working vice and homicide with his shady partner. Um, is he hot? He is. It's in a weird way where you're like, no, he's not. You're like, no, he's not. And then you're like, like four episodes later, you're like, oh, no, he definitely is. He's That's hot. the thing about British murder mysteries and like things is that all the people that are acting in him are, well, super british so (laughs) so you're saying not attractive i'm hoping we don't have any british i just i no i don't that's rude they're a beautiful people amanda they are they're just like i just think that they 
sometimes I appreciate that they, in America we also like take really make value our dentistry male cosmetic also be like a certain like right. 1% right you know? I don't know. right I, mean, I want I to like I don't that, want like, to see me reflected back on there I want to see yeah <laughs> but I think like it's wonderful that like British stars like often don't necessarily do that or maybe they have different standards of beauty and I'm sure also if I like met you know one of them in a pub I'd be like hello sailor but like anyway Exactly. I mean, and like this is. I'm glad that this guy's hot. Well, these are the kind of Germans who are just like effortlessly cool looking, like I think as you had to be if you were living in Berlin at this time. Um, Mm -hmm. But so, you know, our our detective Gary Enrathi has this kind of shady partner, and and there, you know, he's investigating just a bunch of crimes. Um, A bunch of crimes. (laughs) A bunch of crimes. Sarah's recap is just a bunch of (laughs) crimes. A bunch of crimes. Um, there's like a train with mysterious cargo that we don't really know what it is, but it means a lot to this group of Russian revolutionaries who what are in Berlin. What if it's the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, it could be. It could be a bunch of Arcs of the Covenant. It could be like a whole cargo train full of them. Sarah, you know there's only one. Yeah. Well, that we know of. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's like a BDSM porn production ring that's blackmailing important people. There's like a paramilitary force. There's like... A bunch of things going on. And actually, apparently it is all quite historically accurate. I know very little about German politics of the time. But um, from everything that that I've read, um, it is this is all like there's a lot of like, I mean, none of the you know, our main characters are like based on real people, but all of the, there's a lot of German and Russian politics that honestly, I don't totally follow, but, um, you don't super have to like, I mean, there's some stuff about Trotsky. I'm like, sure. Yeah, whatever. Um, yes, there actually is a little (gasps) bit. There's this, there's, I mean, she's not in it, but there's like, she's referenced. The main thing that you have to know about this show is that yes, there's a lot of like killing and there's like, a lot of Russian, you know, politics kind of meshing with German politics. And but there's also dancing. And (laughs) (laughs) and I think that I don't really know much about this period, but I do know that like Berlin in the 1920s was like a period of like relative like sexual freedom. People are. Yeah, exactly. And so like that's really what we've got a lot. You know, I think it I mean, it must have been a blast right up until Hitler but um you know this is like there's a lot of scenes in the show where they're like in underground clubs where people are doing the Charleston to like a drag king show it's like a lot of the it's like actually like pretty fun those I mean they also had to deal with well wait what year is this this is 1929 Okay, so this yeah. was after, this was, like, a little bit after they had, like, the whole hyperinflation nonsense. Yes, and it, so we're now, like, money. in a, yeah, we're now, like, in a brief, like, period of prosperity, but so this is also before the stock market crashes um, in America, which happens, yeah. I think, towards the end of the year. So, yeah, exactly. We're, like, we're flush again, although, you know, there's, like, this show is also about, like, a few characters who are still, you, you know, kind of living in the slums and, like, basically prostituting themselves to, like you know, make a living and yeah, not great, but there is like some serious, you know, there's a great, one of the main characters is a woman who's like, she's like determined to be Berlin's first female homicide detective. Um, 
and <laughs> she's pretty badass. Like it's it's a cool show. I I recommend okay. it. I did not I'm excited it, about this. Yeah, I really thought it would move a lot slower than it has. Also, it's like they cram a lot into every episode, and like you don't need to That's like follow every. St- Remember, I was saying like it was like suddenly in the third episode, you're like, oh. Oh, right, nineteen eighty six. So the, I admire the Germans on this. They're like, we are just like forging like, right ahead with the. Our plot. trains run on time, and we don't waste <laughs> any fucking time on world building. Two episodes, right? Like, no, intros. we are just in it. You just are gonna have to get the gist as we as we go <laughs> along. So that was cool. Um, it kind of like it. I was I watched this along with the Americans um, premiere this week. So I was like, I had a lot of like political intrigue you know and also just like there's a lot of russian politics in um babylon berlin as well so it kind of like really felt like a nice you know just like nice compliment to like russia in the 1920s russia in the 1980s uh moving up to um you know the adventures of philip and elizabeth and i know you are catching up on last season i am well um, i think i'm gonna do an um abbreviated uh, yeah regimen. an abbreviated walkthrough because like honestly yeah. as we mentioned last week like last season of the americans pretty slow i think the main thing well, and i think it's also just like the reason i haven't is just that it's like if i the whole watching the whole season just seems daunting which is why i haven't started it yet because like yeah. It's a show. The Americans is absolutely a show that once you're like three episodes, you're behind. Like I love it, but I've always had this problem with it as well. Like once you're like two or three, you have to stay current on it, or it does start to seem like, oh man, I gotta like wade through. It's not a binging show. (laughs) It's just too dense. Two episodes in a row. Yeah. Like I need a break. And it's like fascinating but it's too dense so i mean i I was telling amanda i think the main things you walk out of season five with are just that philip was really like left um uh, ground down to a pulp of a man um needed to get out of the spy game and in the last episode of the season he was like they agreed philip and elizabeth they're like we're all right philip's gonna not do this anymore and and then the other thing is that they've really been diligently kind of elizabeth was sort of training um young daughter Paige to get into the spy game also um the movie spy game the movie robert spy robert. game is harris is that harrison ford no robert redford robert redford they're- and brad pitt right yeah sure spy games spy games Games 1996 i have no idea 2001 Ooh, robert redford way off okay yeah you were Um, so close on so many different things yeah i mean harrison ford robert redford are practically the same person um but we it's pick so up rude. I, I know I but I to who that. yeah <laughs> no to, I, keep going <laughs> um so we pick up three this is a three years later time jump situation that we have with the americans we're picking up in 1987 and Paige is in college um and you and i were babies we were just born and also, as we learn, they do a couple of like, obviously, this is the Americans. So there's not going to be like, it's 1987 now. It's like, you know, there's like a couple of movie posters up and one of them is Wall Street. Um, and that was oh, one funny. of your pickups. But um, I don't know. This show is back in business, man. It is like the premiere is Good great. Within like 15 minutes, I was like, we are back, baby. We want you to find out what your wife is doing and tell us. And if you have to. Stop her. 
She's my wife. I understand. I left my wife and my baby boy to be here. I don't have any immunity. If I'm arrested, I'm finished. Well, once I catch up, we'll we'll have a we'll talk about it. Yeah, definitely. We can get into it. I do want to just say how much I loved. I mean, the Americans is always like so spot on with the music. It's like always one of the best oh, things the about the show. So good. so good. And this season, I mean, this premiere has the opening teaser is like a wordless, dialogueless, like four minute scene entirely set to "Don't Dream It's Over." Um, oh, wow. And I'm it's so like excited. really good. There's a fantastic Peter Gabriel song that I didn't know about and I'm now obsessed with. In this. Wait, what song? So it's called We Do What We're Told. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, I did not know this song, but there's a great scene where with Elizabeth and, and she, it, they just, I, you, she's learning some very disturbing information. And um, what's great about this is the scene is in Russian. She's talking to um, another Russian. So so we don't need to be actually hearing anything that he's saying because we have captions. So, um, you know, as, as she's kind of absorbing this information, the music just comes up and up on the track so that it's drowning out what the guy is saying. And it just has this really unnerving effect as she's like processing this information and I love it. It's this Peter Gabriel song, um, which also kind of we do what we're told is kind of like, you know, Elizabeth also being given this like assignment that is sort of horrible. Um, and so, you know, but she does what she's told. And uh, anyway, it's a great scene. I love this premiere. Everyone get on it. Once Amanda's caught up, we'll get a little bit more into it. Um, but what else? Uh, I know kind of continuing in our dark television theme. <laughs> um, tell me what else you, you watched this week. I watched Jessica Jones. I have two episodes left, so I'm going to save a lot of my... Um, Your thoughts, yeah. I, yeah, thank you. I almost said juice, and I was like, I'm not going <laughs> to say that. But I just told hmm. everyone that I, I almost did. But yeah, save my thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> save it's, the juice, Amanda. You know save it's, it. it. <laughs> Why um, did you say that? That's gross, Sarah. Um, no, I'm going to so, say that until I finish, but it's really awesome. Every single episode is uh, directed and written by women. Um, oh, I did not know this. Yeah, it's really cool. And they released the, the shows on Netflix on um, International Women's Day, which I didn't realize. Which Also like, didn't realize that. And yeah, it's anyway, I'm really enjoying it and I'm taking it slow. And like, I've heard from a bunch of people that are like, we're like, oh, I could have, it could have been like eight episodes. It's 13. It's 13 episodes. No, no it is a it lot. Could been, it could have been eight. It could have been shorter. I'm like, yeah, that's because like you just wanted to binge it in one day. Like, right. Sure. Like get, you know, take some time and digest things. Not everything lends itself to binging. And I think as a show that like I watch like, you know, a couple episodes at a time and I've been watching for the past like two and a half, like since it came out, um, it's just been like it's really good yeah is it as it, dark as what, the is it as like kind of i found the last season good but very depressing um i guess so there are moments that are very affecting and like mm-hmm. um uh like regarding jessica's family mm-hmm. um and it's very real um and like but i feel like Kristen ritter is so charming as like just this kind of asshole you don't hate her. She's so 
she I don't know I think she's a really great lead and she's like cast really well in this and she does it really well um and yeah it's dark but it's like I don't know it's it's not not oppressively dark mm-hmm. okay yeah okay well so we'll catch up on that once you once you finish it I'm curious I've read I haven't watched it but I've read a few things about it so I'm yeah I'm curious to see um to hear about what you think at the end of the season yeah um the last thing that I watched this week was my the ones that I had the most complicated feelings about but I did watch the first two episodes of Roseanne um I've never heard of that show (laughs) let me catch you up um please don't (laughs) yeah i'm sure everyone has read the you know at least three think pieces about this show in the last like two weeks there's just been like it's one of those shows that's just like fucking fueling the think piece machine um but you know roseanne is back i have a lot of feelings about this because roseanne was like a absolutely like just one of my absolute favorite shows growing up i loved it um it meant a lot to me i think that it was brilliant i don't want to throw that word around but i do think it was brilliant um roseanne has always been roseanne barr herself has always been a very um controversial figure um you know really let a lot of her personal drama spill into her professional life on set was a very well-known thing about the original run of the show she just kind of you know a lot of showrunners quit because they hated working with her a lot of writers mm-hmm. quit because she was i think reportedly just very mean to a lot of them but also just very relentless in her in her need to like execute her singular vision for this show which i think honestly was like you know but that was good for the show i mean she knew best i think um and you know all of this for like a literal like 30 minute network comedy (laughs) um but it's like a it's a groundbreaking show about a you know a family that you know i think that americans didn't see a lot of themselves you know reflected back you know in in the late 80s early 90s during the show's heyday so i mean the reason that the show now is like getting a lot of attention for this revival is you know roseanne who used to be pretty progressive, you know, outspoken feminist is now essentially like a Twitter Trump troll. And it's really unfortunate. Maybe she was never anything. Maybe she wasn't. I mean, it's like the show's politics were never explicitly liberal necessarily. I mean, they were always kind of fucked no matter who the president was. Like when the show started, it was Bush and, you know, that went into the Clinton era and, you know, the factories that they worked at closed, their businesses failed, you know, I mean, like, it was not a, you know, their, their success didn't certainly, like, wasn't tied to any particular political agenda, um, as a family on the show, but, I mean, I, um, you know, Roseanne, you know, was outspoken about the fact that she voted for Trump, I think she was kind of radicalized over the last few years by the issue of Israel, um, I think it's kind of one thing that happened with her and it's just, uh, so I had very messy feelings about this. Roxanne Gay wrote, I think a great piece for the New York times called the, Ro- the Roseanne reboot is funny. I'm not going to keep watching it. And mm-hmm. I was like, should I share this feeling? I mean, the gist of her article was like, yeah, I liked it, but I'm not going to normalize and endorse this 
you know, this person and, and I'm not going to like say like, yeah, like cosign on the idea of a Trump voting family that like um, is somehow also, you know, on the show, like they have um, a, a, a gender non-binary grandchild, a black grandchild. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to like sit here and listen to like the, the warm, fuzzy Trump voting family. Um, that's like, you know, kind of like, oh, but yeah, but these, these, you know, marginalized people we love. You're looking very fit. Uh, apparently all that weight you lost was the good Roseanne. <laughs> How could you have voted for him, Roseanne? He talked about jobs, Jackie. He said he'd shake things up. I mean, this might come as a complete shock to you, but we almost lost our house the way things are going. Have you looked at the news? Because now things are worse. Not on the real news. Oh, please! I mean, the thing is, I think the show is really funny. Um, it was extremely comforting and wonderful to see just the exact, you know, I was like, I'm like a person who's like really railing against revivals lately, <laughs> but it was a, the feeling of like seeing just like the exact same set with these people again, like really infused me with this like sense of deep, comforting nostalgia, just like instantly it was mm-hmm. wild. Um but, uh, you know, I I think that I do want to keep watching it. I mean, they are – Roseanne is the only one who's explicitly a Trump voter in this show's universe. Um, and I don't really think that this is going to come up again. I mean, I guess it could. They've released so far the first two episodes of Arid. Really, the only reason we even get into politics is in the first episode we learn that Roseanne and her sister Jackie have been, like, estranged since the election and it gives this kind of wedge and they kind of make up. And um, But I don't really think politics is going to come up much. It doesn't really seem like it would in, in like, any other episodes. Um, you know, I thought it was really funny. There's a lot of things that I really loved. You know, not all the jokes land. Not all the actors, I think, have been, like, you know, we still have all of the acting chops they still had many years ago mm-hmm. um some of them are kind of phoning it in john goodman and laurie metcalf for the paycheck but i can't blame you um mm-hmm. i don't know i i want to keep watching it i hope it doesn't make me a bad person i really liked it um and you know i just i i i, I am making i'm like you know i think that Uh, It doesn't really make sense that, like, Roseanne would be pro-Trump, even though he doesn't care about queer people and people of color, and she has these, like, members of her family. But I also feel like a lot of people who voted for Trump are clearly voted against their best interests. doesn't really make sense that a lot of these people voted for Trump. So I'm kind of like, I don't know. That's not so wild to me. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I saw Honestly, I've never watched a single episode of Roseanne. So I don't know anything about the characters. Yeah. But I mean, I I really just I'm going to keep watching it. I I guess I don't necessarily want to endorse. I mean, I'm like, I don't want to like endorse Roseanne either. But like, I'm like, she's already been paid for the show. It's already been made. Like, it's already like whether I watch it or not, like it's still airing. So I don't I don't know. I feel like I I uh, 
I, I don't know about that logic. But I guess. I don't think it's bad if you want to watch it because I don't know enough to say you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, for any other Roseanne heads out there who haven't watched the show yet, I mean, I think that there's a lot to love. Like, it just Sarah Gilbert, who has her daughter Darlene, just like still just like absolutely totally at the top of her game, still has awesome one-liners. Um, we've worked uh, the the infamous two Beckys, two different actresses play Becky over the course of the show, and they're both in the series. And um, anyway, it's a little bit weird. They completely ignored the events of this original series finale in which um, Dan uh, Roseanne's husband died. And it's just like not really mentioned here, <laughs> but that's okay. That's fine. Um, so anyway, kind of some of my thoughts on Roseanne. I'm definitely going to keep watching it. If I have some more feelings, I'll certainly share them here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, what are you watching this week? Um, I'm probably going to try and finish Babylon Berlin. I also want to watch Trust, which is on FX, um, which is about the, the Getty family, um, the, uh, family of like millionaire billionaires um who oh, i don't want to see that in that's what i'm not watching oh really i'm like you know why because i saw that ridley scott movie all the money in the world yes with, uh, it does seem like kevin spacey and had um uh what's his face christopher Plummer. yeah do him at the last minute and they gave christopher Plummer an oscar nom which is hilarious i know <laughs> um, and I was just kind of like, this movie's too long. I didn't hate it as much as the friends I went to see it with did, but um, I just like think it's funny that it's sort of an ant's bug life, bug's life thing going on here. <laughs> well, yeah, but you might, if that was Deep too long and boring, it might be more digestible in television form. Well, I already know yeah. the story. That's true. That's true. I do love Donald Sutherland, but if but I'll just rewatch MASH. So. Oh, fair. Yeah. 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 Well, that's going to yeah. be a watching for me. We'll see. We'll see. What about what about you? What are you going to be watching this week? Um, I think I'll try to catch up on the Americans. Oh yeah, just to help you out there. Yeah. Um, and I'll finish Jessica Jones, and I'm probably going to be watching more Travel Man because like <laughs> it's fantastic. Yes. Um. Cool. I don't know if I have a not watching this week. I didn't really look into. I was going to say our not watching from this past week should have been the live jesus christ superstar oh god but i watched 15 minutes of it did so you like it though because i heard it was like good it was fine. i like it i was, was like fun. blowing I, up no, on twitter it was at a, it was at our friend's house so like i wasn't really paying much attention to it the music is good i remember watching the movie um but our friend caroline pointed out that this that musical is 45 years old and i kind of was just like oh my god Ugh. is it really yeah, it's 1973, apparently, mm. according to our friend, but she knows a lot. So I mean, I'm I Jewish, so I don't really get Jesus Christ Superstar, but well, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want about the Bible. Okay. The only time I've ever seen it was with my friend Julia, who's Jewish. So Give me the the Rugrats the, Passover about, special anytime. And it's about... Is, wait, what? I said, give me the Rugrats Passover special any day. Oh my God, that's a classic it, episode of television. That's iconic. Yeah, I mean, who needs who needs Jesus Christ Superstar? This is all the religion. Wait, was it the Passover one or their their Hanukkah one? Well, they did both. Because they did both. Mm-hmm. Well, I prefer the. the I think the Passover one is you like the Passover one? is I the more the iconic because that was when. Um, I think it's Angelica being like, you have to hat when you say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one is more like, um, it has Tommy's grandparents and then like the show got in hot, 
water with the Anti-Defamation League for like, <laughs> they were like, these are racist caricatures. And it's like a, literally a no, show educating people like, about past. Their was from the old country. Yeah, they have like big noses. Yeah, like, just like an Eastern. Right. Yeah, I'm like, okay, like it is a thing. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Also, it is a thing. We can't deny that it's a thing. So like. I'm like, it's literally a show (laughs) educating people about Passover. (laughs) I don't think it's like, but whatever. Anyway, um, that's what I recommend over Jesus Christ Superstar. Just find that baby on, find that special on YouTube. And I heard John Legend was very good. I I did. I couldn't tell. And I wouldn't have been able to tell the difference, to be honest. Yeah, there's um, also Chrissy Teigen was like throwing some shade at at John Legend haters um, on Twitter while it was happening. So I was also here for that. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Um, Okay, well, we, that's it for us this week. That's it. All right. All right, well, Um, um, watch some things with us this coming week, and uh, we'll be here to chat about them next week. Rate and review us. Yes. Isn't that something people say? That's something that podcast people say. Do it. Rate and review us, but only if you like us. Yeah, don't leave us any bad reviews. Keep that to yourself. Okay, bye. Good night. Good night.